Hello, and welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day, our daily Lou. Well, I'll read a piece of the Bhagavad Gita, and then I'll talk about it. I'm going to have to give a happy birthday shout-out to Baba Ram. You're the best. Around, never gonna bring you down. Baba Ram Das. Oh, Richie Alpert. Baba Ram. Happy birth, my G's. See you again soon. Like right now. What a what a mensch. All right, chapter sixteen, the two paths. We are going over the more evil ways now. Ooh, look within. We're all a little evil. Um, I'm just gonna get into it. I think we're gonna put. At least two shlokes together, we might put three. And I'm going to do a little Dark Knight of the Soul from St. John of the Cross, a Christian mystic from like the 15 or 1400s. He just discusses uh, detachment from sense desire so the soul can speak to God just as they do in the Gita. Cross connections from, I mean, if the Gita was in what? Like 200, like 200 BC, some shit like that, or four, it's either 2000 or 200 BC. Or 400 BCE. The Dark Knight of the Soul came out in 1400s. Saying the exact same things. Just different dialects. Because they were from different regions and times of the world. One was Hinduism. One was Christianity. So without any further ado. Here is Krishna. Krishna come on down. Give us a spiel. Some people have divine tendencies. Others demonic. I have described the divine at length. Arjuna. Now listen while I describe the demonic. The demonic do things they should avoid and avoid the things they should do. They have no sense of uprightness, purity, or truth. There is no God, they say, no truth, no spiritual law, no moral order. The basis of life is sex. What else can it be? Holding such distorted views, possessing scant discrimination, they become enemies of the world, causing suffering and destruction. Yes, I'll repeat. Some people have divine tendencies, others demonic. I have described the divine at length, Arjuna. Now listen while I describe the demonic. The demonic do things they should avoid and avoid the things they should do. They have no sense of uprightness, purity, or truth. There is no God, they say, no truth, no spiritual law, no moral order. The basis of life is sex. What else can it be? Holding such distorted views, possessing scant discrimination, they become enemies of the world, causing suffering and destruction. Wow. We might not touch on Dark Knight of the Soul because it's some things to talk about and I'm, I don't do this for more than like 10 maybe 15 minutes yeah my knees got things to do so let's go let's get going here all right what do we got first it's pretty obvious you know just letting you know divine qualities but we also have demonic things thing is we all have the divinity within ourselves our soul is our divinity and our personality is our humanity you don't want to neglect either it's to unify the two oppositional oppositional charges because your heart wants to give away the bank while the head's like i got mortgage to pay you sick fuck what are you doing you know so it's the unify unification of literally opposing forces to to respect your humanity and your divinity 
So we're going to have good and bad in us. It's the way it is. And when you think you don't have any bad is when you're probably doing the most bad. Like Hitler. You know what I mean? Like some factions of the American government. Like some factions of religious sections when they get crazy. Okay? Like serial killers who I'm starting to have this theory on serial killers where there's so much no connection to a spirit or soul that the pure neurotic and psychotic development through through external and internal means of the rise and development of a personality creates such an attachment to the person or or has such an attachment to the personality that they are just so into that way of humanity that they spew pure evil without even realizing it's pure evil. That's a theory I'm coming to. I don't even know if I put that all in the proper words, but anyway, it's just we all have it. Not saying we're all serial killers, but we all got something going on. We got to unify our humanity and our divinity is what, what I'm saying. The personality, the fear, the instinct, the emotion, the the reason, the neurosis, the psychosis, all unify with, with our spirit, with the soul. So the demonic things, the demonic do things they should avoid and avoid the things they should do. So for instance, in that, like some people... Hmm, all right, let's go back to the serial killer thing. Probably could do better off trying to find a way through their urges and instincts and emotions that override them that cause them to now use reason to get away with what they're doing because they know it's wrong, right? Instead of going to get the help through like, yo, I understand what I want to do to humans is not right, how I need mercy on my soul. What do you want to call God or whoever? Because that's where the personality, the neurosis is running through you. And you're like, I don't get these urges. I don't want to cook people and eat them. But here I am. You know? So, if you're about there, about to cook and eat someone, call me first. I'll walk you through it. Not the cooking and eating. We don't do that. I'll walk you through going to get a hamburger at a store. You know? Something like that. They have no sense of uprightness, purity, or truth because they're just pure demonic, pure, pure in their humanic ways. Doesn't mean, I'm not trying to say humanity is evil, but if, if we have pure humanity and no soul, it doesn't mean you have to identify with soul either because there's good people that don't think God exists. They have, they use their ration, logic, and reason to be good people though. So why is that? Why don't they use ration, logic, and reason to be pieces of shit? What causes one to desire to put forth good or altruism to others? What actually forces that? Going to God gene? Some are just more inclined to believe in God because of a genetic disposition? Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Partially, you know, partially I think so. Genetics and DNA are basically the karmic imprint of the West, in my opinion, so... There is no God, they say, no truth, no spiritual law, no moral order. The basis of life is sex. What else can it be? Holding such distorted views, possessing scant discrimination, they become enemies of the world, causing suffering and destruction. You see, with this idea, because I'm big, I love having sex. I love it. Oh, my God. Sex in public, all of it. But if the whole idea of life, when they say sexy, it's all sense desire. Like, yeah, let's just all have fun and fuck and all. Rah, rah, yeah. You're probably going to use another person 
to have sex. You're probably going to break a lot of hearts. And hey, I'm a heartbreak. You're going to use those ideas. You're going to cause a lot of emotional stress and strife. And that eventually will come back to you. Maybe you get cheated on. Maybe someone you actually truly love starts fucking other people and you wanted the love. You didn't want just the lust. Whatever it is, when we live in this biological order of it's all about reproduction and keeping our genes going forward, that's called fitness, then we forget our our more soul selves. And that's pure human. Like, just propel forward. Conquest. You know, survival of the fittest. If you're weak, you don't survive. Half the people that say that shit are just intellectuals. Where in the real realm of the fucking world, they get stomped on and the fucking face would be scrawled on a floor. Can't think then, can you, big guy? You know, so a lot of that fucking survival to feel that shit comes from people whose parents were so well off at the time that they were able to study that shit. So all of a sudden they were talking about their genetics being passed on because mommy and daddy came from a lineage of fucking money. That's not a judgment. I think that's just what it is, you know? <laughs> I'm going off today. Jesus Christ. Um... You know, I remember one time someone told me one of the most selfish things is having a, is feeling like you have a purpose. And I thought about that for a long time. And I come to the idea, maybe it's an idea or it's an understanding for me, that the whole idea of thinking of the assumption of having a purpose is getting out of your own way. The true meaning is getting out of your own way to understand you are simply an instrument for the divine source, for the source, for truth, for consciousness, for God, whatever you want to call it. You're just an instrument. Some of us have certain talents or skills that once we get out of our own ways of thinking we should be a certain thing for others to perceive us a certain way, we become more of ourselves and we'll find ourselves doing things more lightly, more freely, where it's not as much of an obstacle in our own way. It comes easier to do because it's more in tune with our innate nature that we all do come with. You know, you got to get out of your own way. You have to find your way and get out of your own way by first getting in your way to understand you're even in your own way. You know, because when, we, when we're going to become what the world wants us to, that's not in tune with our own shit. It's a path on the way, but you got to get out of your own way to find the way. You got to release the sensual desires. It doesn't mean you're not going to have any. It means you're not letting your entire life be focused and ran by them. You know, you're not going to cause strife and struggle to other people just to get your rocks off. It's not the way it works. So, I'll throw a little St. Johnny in a crow right quick because I got time. It's only 10.32 in. And it's a quick one anyway. So, what do we got? He writes crazy. So, Just as when none is accustomed to take milk from the breast, the courses of the milk are dried up. So the desires of the soul are dried up. And besides these things, there follow admirable benefits from this spiritual sobriety. Four, when desire and conquist, con, 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 I, I, I tried saying this word 10 times before I started this podcast today. C-O-N-C-U-P-I-S. It basically like real heavy desire. You know, I'll give you the definition right here. I pulled it up because I was trying to pronounce it. A strong desire, especially sexual desire or lust. It's concute. You heard that? So I'll repeat it. And besides these things, there follow admirable benefits from this spiritual sobriety. For when desire and are quenched, the soul lives in spiritual tranquility and peace. For where desire and reign not, there is no disturbance, but peace and consolation of God. So again, they're talking about getting rid of 
which is a strong desire, especially sexual desire or lust. And this is exactly what the Gita is talking about right now. With the basis of life is sex, what else can it be? You see, it's not to say you don't go have fun and have sex. It's to say you don't try to fuck with other people so you get your sense desires and your rocks off. If you and a lover have an intimate, incredible sex, that's beautiful. You don't just have to renounce. If you believe in the holding on to the creative energy and yoking it so your Agni can light on fire and you can raise your Kundalini, then go ahead. But I highly doubt many of us in the West are doing that. So instead, detach from it. Even if you want to jerk off for three hours a day, as long as you're not hurting other people, I suggest staying away from Pornhub because they allow child molestation, horrible shit on that thing. Go to the source. Go to OnlyFans, Cam Soda. X videos is still legit from my understanding. So don't hate yourself. Just, just move forward. Just don't be attached. You know what I mean? It's not all about lust and sex, but it's also not all about relinquishing from that. Because if you're so heavily attached to, I have to let go of all these things, you're just holding on as tight. Hold on tightly, but let go lightly. That's what it's about, Moises. So, that's that. I said a lot today. I'll leave you with it. Some people have divine tendencies. Others, demonic. I have described the divine at length. Arjuna. Now listen while I describe the demonic. The demonic do things they should avoid and avoid the things they should do. They have no sense of uprightness, purity, or truth. There is no God, they say. No truth, no spiritual law, no moral order. The basis of life is sex. What else can it be? Holding such disordered views, possessing scant discrimination, they become enemies of the world, causing suffering and destruction. Now that's the most selfish way to live only fulfilling every single one of your sense desires and usually using everyone else in the world for you to get your rocks off because you are being of the world not just in it you know if we're going to project anything try to make it love so other people can be a little happy in your presence there's enough annoyance hate and stress flowing constantly for free need a little hit of the bhakti sometimes some love and as always, thank you for tuning in to WLOU, the smooth sounds of the Bhagavad Gita.